Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. Memphis, 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 Victory pod, victory show, happy campers. Grizz got the win tonight, 123-102 in what was an ugly game for three quarters for the Memphis Grizzlies. But coming to you live, I am Nathan Qualls, here listed as Nate the Great. With me is the always wonderful Luke Hatmaker. Luke, how we doing, bud? I'm great, man. I'm, I'm great. I'm like you said, I'm very happy that they started playing good basketball in the fourth. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be as happy. You are not kidding, man. For three quarters, I was an unhappy camper. And there's some things that I still am not super pleased about, but hard to be too mad when you have a 21-point victory and you only cared for one quarter, pretty much. But before we get into anything, I want to give a big shout-out to our sponsor, Zach Jaworski State Farm. The show is presented by Zach. I always say he insures Daniel on everything. If he'll insure Daniel, he'll insure anyone. But truly, they do home, life, auto, boat. Whatever you need, jewelry, renters, Zach's got you covered. So give Zach Jaworski State Farm, serving the greater Memphis area, a call. They will take care of all your insurance needs. Great people. They really do give you a good service down there, take care of you, and they will get you on the road to financial wellness. There's a little buzzword for you. (laughs) Taking taking the office home tonight, I suppose. But anyways, (laughs) let's go ahead and let's hop into it. We just got done with that game, and like we were talking about early on, not a super fun game for three or so quarters. So I was uh, not super happy, but what is super impressive is you saw the Grizz, you know, with the heat when they played against them earlier on uh, Monday this week is one of those where it felt like the heat sort of just thought they'd be able to turn it up at some point and get the Grizzlies. And they didn't right? the Grizzlies caught them without Jaw, without Jaron Dez. Obviously he's been out for a while. And it sort of felt like the Grizz had the same approach to this game as the Heat, except for (laughs) they just didn't let the Thunder score (laughs) for the fourth quarter. I mean, I haven't even looked at the box yet, but 15 points. The Thunder scored 25, 27, 35. And in the fourth quarter, the Grizzlies were like, okay, that's enough of that. 15 (laughs) points in the fourth quarter. And that's including a few minutes of garbage time. But what – um. Obviously, like we said, there wasn't a ton going on as far as high execution, and except for the little things going on in the game. Obviously, Ja got his triple-double, which ended up being really impressive, but it was quiet for two-and-a-half-ish quarters probably. But was there anything from this game you thought was a real takeaway or you were just super impressed with or super not impressed with from the performance? So – Yes, and it was it was it's a combination of both. It's it's and we we were kind of having a dialogue on Twitter about it. It's the lack of kind of a, any player other than Dylan to give Jaron the ball. Uh, like 
like no one was giving Jaron the ball, but when Jaron had the ball, he was the best player on the court. So I, I, I liked that Jaron was the best player on the court when he had the ball, but I hated how nobody was giving him. Like it's like Jaron wasn't even playing in the fourth quarter or in the first quarter. Like, like the entire first quarter, it was like, where's Jaron? Yeah. I was losing it. Cause he's such a mismatch in any, any game, right? He's a walk yep. mismatch. Much less against the Thunder, man. The Thunder have nobody. They're guarding them with Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Like, what? And Who? Part, part of it is I understand you have – they were triple teaming them in the paint, right? Because I think yeah. Jaron dominated them last game. They played, and they were making an effort to not give him the ball. But if I'm the Grizzlies, I'm like, you got to make an equal effort to give him the ball, right? Yes. And they just yes. give it to him at the top of the key because that's what's so beautiful about Jaron's game. He can knock down a three, or you give him space. He can take a guy off the dribble, or you can feed it to him in the post now, which is just ah, tears to my eyes, chills, mm. literal chills. Mm. <laughs> no, yep. It's awesome. But his game's so well rounded. There's so many different ways to get him the ball, and they just didn't. But lo and behold, he gets three touches at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and he puts them all in. It's like seven points like that, right? Yep. But listen, I think that the Thunder did make an effort to make sure he didn't beat them tonight. And then the Grizzlies just found ways to win anyways. But um, let's talk about – because he still had our second highest uh, plus minus. Oh, he dominated. Well, defensively, he was a machine. He had – he finished with five blocks, two steals. Rebounding, he was away from the basket quite a bit tonight, but – Three rebounds. Yeah. That's not anything right home. About five blocks, two steals, seven stocks on the night. I mean, it was absurd. They just couldn't yep. get nothing when he was on the floor. Nothing was going for the Thunder offensively. But speaking of nothing going for the Thunder offensively, I want to talk about the Canadian matchup in this game. People love to talk about DB going against other Canadians. And I got to say, listen, I don't want him taking 19 shots when Jaws taking 16 and James taking nine. I I don't love it. That being said, it wasn't like he was in like a terribly inefficient night. Five for 12 from three, nine for 19 from the floor. And defensively, he held SGA. I guess the Grizzlies is a team. I don't know the individual matchups. Held SGA to nine non-free throw points. SGA, by That's- the way, got 19 free throws tonight three more than the Grizzlies as a team he could have tied his shoe and I think they would have called a foul on somebody it was it was just like it was it was rough tonight well and I I gotta give him one thing he has a really great pump fake and he's really good at drawing the foul and to be honest I don't have an issue with that there's definitely two or three where I'm like come on man that's not a foul he just fell but my problem is when you're giving him that call one into the floor and Ja gets hacked every time he goes to the rim. Make no doubt. Of, I have no doubts about that. He gets yep. hacked every time he gets into the gets to the rim, and they just don't make the call because they don't want him shooting free throws every time down the floor. But they uh, – oh, I just saw that comment. <laughs> I just, just wonder what you were wow. laughing at. Um, not yet, Daniel, not yet. But um, you got to make that call for Ja too. If you're going to make those calls for SGA, because listen, if it's a foul, it's a foul. Mm-hmm. But it's a foul on the other end, right? And for yep. some reason, I, I don't feel like Ja has been getting the calls and saying that he gets hacked every time he goes down. But bringing it back, Dylan, great defense again on SGA. I thought the Grizzlies overall, 
you know, they were able to lock it down in the fourth quarter, but there were so many lapses defensively. But there were some moments of individual defensive brilliance from Brooks, from uh, I thought Brandon Clark had some really good defensive moments tonight, which is really encouraging yeah. to see. Um, yeah. And then obviously you got Jaron, who's the block Panther, and he's just an absolute freak of nature. But, um, but what did you, I mean, obviously I'm a, I'm a DB defender. I'm well aware that I, I live on a bit of an <laughs> island. Did you see what I saw tonight? Because I thought he played really, really great defense on SGA, and I thought he played well offensively too. Uh, tonight was uh, – tonight is perfect, Dylan, for me. Um, I Like, it's – he – and he didn't really – he didn't have a lot of foul. Like, he didn't foul himself either. You know, like, so mm. – like, when Dylan can stay on the court and do what he does best while – not running his mouth and not getting fouls called on him. You know, that's, that's great. I mean, he only had three, you know, if he can play that kind of defense, like an entire game and not get the whistle on him, that's perfect. Yeah. I thought he did really well defensively. I wouldn't say it was a perfect Dylan game. There is, like I said, anytime he's leading the team in shots, I'm not, not super happy about it, but you know, is he shot almost 50% from the floor, shot almost 50% from three. It's hard to be too mad at him about it. It was really just, the main thing was the I was shots mad. Shots were falling tonight. They were falling. So the problem was I was mad at everyone and their mother when they weren't giving Jaron the basketball. <laughs> that was really end all be all. And so when Darren uh, Dylan decided to make a take a heat check three after Jaron just rattled off seven straight points, it's like that was when I was like, I have to be mad at Dylan for once. I, I got to be mad about it um uh, because he went five for twelve and shot almost fifty percent. Daniel, sorry, Daniel in the chat said, "Why is Dylan taking?" three more threes and Jaron had attempts because he went five for 12. So that's why. Um, thanks for being mad at him so that I can get back on his side. But outside of that, <laughs> we had obviously the most brilliant performance of tonight. Jaws second triple double in one week. Second triple double in one week. He has six of her career, which is already Grizzlies franchise record. But talk about Ja a little bit and what he did tonight. Cause it was quiet until it wasn't. Well, I think the people when people started booing him, he it's like it reminded me of the, the tweet that Daniel has at the beginning. I was I felt you could hear some fans booing him. It was like quiet when he was shooting free throws, and it was right at the end of the third, and you just heard someone boo. And it's like I think right after that was when he had the dagger three and then came and had the almost dunk roll off the fingers. And it was just he just turned it on after that. It was just Every time he had the ball in his hands after that, it was like highlight reel, highlight reel, highlight reel. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> Man, I don't know what it is. Poku seems like one of the most unassuming <laughs> players in the association, but he did something to Ja where he wants to bury the dude. It's every game he wants to freaking kill Poku. But that move he had, I think Brevin said, or Pete said, it was Dr. J-esque when he did that. Oh, yeah, that was it's freaking thing of beauty but yeah i didn't actually was he getting booed i didn't hear that there was someone it was there was one fan it it was like it it was it it sounded weird because you could hear it over the broadcast it was like what the hell is going on who's booing this guy and who is lit on a wednesday night (laughs) yep someone who's lit on a wednesday night and and i it was like after that job was just like okay we're gonna win by 20 something yeah, man, they did. They did. Yep. And listen, it was yeah, they did. <laughs> it once he once he turned it on, it was game over. It was curtains after that. Because once he turned it on, the rest of the team turned it on. It was awesome. It was awesome. But the biggest story of the night, that was the greatest performance of the night. 
Zaire Williams back in an actual uniform. No more street clothes for Z. Wasn't this overwhelmingly impressive performance? But I was super encouraged by what I saw. It really just felt like the shots weren't falling and everything else looked great to me. Yeah, I, I was really pleased with the lineup that he was out there with. Um, with it was Dylan Tripp, uh, BCZ, and Tyus, I think. And mm -hmm. that line, we built the lead every time those dudes were out there. And yep. it, it was he his he's bigger he's clearly bigger and you can just see with the way he's defending guys mm -hmm. and even though he didn't it's like you said he didn't it was a flashy offensive performance but it's he looked healthy and he looked confident and for his first game back I you I'm not I wasn't expecting a huge performance and we got a lob we got a lob to him at the end and that's that's I wanted to see I was going to be pissed if we didn't get one of those and we got one so I was happy well, and he was happy, right? You saw, you heard yep. Brev say in the broadcast, you could see him really like it let out a sigh of relief once he got yep. that in. Because like, okay, I'm back. My knee's okay. I was able to go and get that. And it was good for him to be able to do that. But I know we talked a lot on this show specifically about him being possibly the second best defender on this team. Jaron was number one. Zaire is two or three, right neck and neck with Dylan because of that length. And you saw it come into play tonight a few different times. And one, yes, he's gotten taller, 100%, which is <laughs> going to be freaky. But two, he was already great. He's got great defensive instincts. Yeah. Him being an offensive player, he's going to be a weapon for this team. His defense is where he's really going to shine. I mean, it's sort of the Evan Mobley, Jared Allen effect when you have him next yes. to a Jaron out there next to BC they can space the floor and it's just trees everywhere right and trees that can move yeah. pretty well right yeah you know? well I mean Santi too I feel like Santi had a game to, like too and that's another guy like another big long tall guy that can go down there and just get buckets behind the back dimes like beautiful we're getting to Santi in a minute. We're not going to okay, leave okay, Santi okay. behind after the okay, game. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm jumping the gun. That was <laughs> so much fun. I want to make so sure good. because there's not there's not a lot to talk about with Zaire, but I, I do think for him coming back, everything was either a little long or a little short, but the shock looked good. He yep. looked confident. His body looked like he was moving really well. I mean, I'm sure he's got some dead legs after as long as he was out coming back into real game action, but he looked awesome. Everything was encouraging for that, and the shots are going to fall. I got no doubt about that. So that's it for Z. Santi, dude. I was sitting there when he made the behind-the-back pass to BC. I was just yep. looking at my wife. I was, I was literally laughing hysterically because I just couldn't believe my eyes. I was looking at her and go, he's gotten so much better so freaking fast. It's just unbelievable. It's like – we were in summer league and I'm saying he nothing about him verbatim. I said, nothing about him looks like an NBA player. Yep. <laughs> he could start for this team and I would have the utmost confidence in him to go win. Utmost confidence. Yep. It's insane. He's getting better game to game to game, man. That's, that's like, that's what's weird. Like I had a feeling, you know, I, I, I thought he was going to be better. I didn't think he was going to be this good this early but i mean he is already so good and if he keeps playing like this it, it's it's insane like 
I don't know. I, I don't, I think it's going to be like one seat or bust once we get everybody back. Like the way Dude. they're playing right now without Dez, it's just, come on. Well, it's, I know, I think it was two weeks ago came on after one of the games. I don't know. I haven't been on a ton of the post game so far, but I told Danny, I was like, dude, once they get Dez back with Jaron playing the way that he's playing, I think they're the team that beat in the West. I, I'm watching the Celtics just emasculate the Suns right now on ESPN. So which the, score? <laughs> the Celtics uh, is a 20-point game the last time I looked up. So I don't know what it is right now. They're a commercial. But in the West, it's wide open. This yes. team will go as far as Jaron Jackson Jr. will take them. And right now, Jaron Jackson Jr. is playing in a way that will take them as high as they want to go. Because he, he is reaching his full potential. He's got the post moves down. He's being smart with his fouls. He is putting all kinds of good games together on the offensive end. I don't know what you want. And so when you get them back healthy, dude, it's awesome. But Santi, he is working on his game in season because that little – Catch and shoot three. I think Bogdanovich, uh, Detroit Bogdanovich, is the one that I saw do that first and does it the best. Santi's got where it they, down, man. Where the elbows don't come down, they just mm-hmm. stay. Just man, that's awesome. It's so much yeah. fun, dude. It's, I mean, how many hits did he hit tonight? He hit two at least of that specific. Yeah. I don't know how many threes yep. uh, he hit. He was total. two for four. Two for four, and they were both the catch and just. Yep. Let it loose. It's awesome, man. It's so much fun. Beautiful. And the one that was a moonshot against the Heat. Dude, that was fun. And let's uh let's actually let's talk about uh the Heat. One thing that you just mentioned bit. that I I love that we don't have to talk about is Jaron Fowling. Isn't it nice that we don't have to talk about that? I know. He had the one like foul 80 feet from the basket at the beginning of the third. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, Is that the one where, um, what's his, uh, I can't say his name. We're, I'll, I'll, I'll butcher the name where the coach had, was like, no, 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 I have I no idea. To get tossed. Oh no, 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 no. Uh, when Darko came up and was, no, Darko. it was the one that was like 80 feet from the basket at the very beginning of the quarter. I was like, that's the kind of foul you can't have. But, um, for a little bit, I want to get back to this game. There's one more point I want to talk about. But let's talk about the uh, the Heat game the other night because yeah. I don't, we didn't have a post game after. Personally, I don't think there's a ton of 2022-23 takeaways for it other than what I want to talk about to tie into tonight's game. We'll get to in a minute. But as far as the young guys who are still trying to make their way, there was some really, really impressive stuff. So, obviously, number one, and I know he's a personal favorite of a lot of the Grizzly crew, Kennedy Chandler. Kennedy Chandler has been the definition of unplayable, in my opinion, when he's come into these games. Like, when it's Tyus, obviously we're fine. But when Kennedy Chandler comes in as a backup point guard, I'm yeah, that, that, that lead was fun. That was nice to have that. Dude, he had he showed some real growth in that game, though. He looked awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of with you. It's like he when he's kind of been thrown in in garbage time, he's just kind of looked like a deer in headlights. Um, and and I like him. I, I like him, but he's just it seemed really fast for him. But that game just it just felt like it was a different player than what we've seen. And I I don't know if it was a matter of oh well, I guess I have to play better now because I'm going to play more. But he really did. 
it, it was impressive. It, it, it gave me a little bit more hope that we signed him to, you know, because he's going to be here for a while. It, yeah. You know, you just wanted to succeed, right? Hometown yeah, yeah, kid. Yes. Yes. Ja loves him. He loves Ja. Just a guy you want to succeed, right? And he, more than anything, I thought played with confidence against the Heat. He, you know, he wasn't hesitant and he was like, I can take these guys off the dribble and I'm going to take these guys off the dribble. And he did. It was fun. Yeah, Daniel says then he got thrown out of the hustle game the night after. Yeah, that's not ideal. <laughs> like I said, he loves Ja, who just got thrown out of a game. So he's just trying to emulate his mentor, right? His mentor. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he had some really nice passes. And, you know, I was listening to Chris Vernon's show today, and they, they put it best. You had to be watching the game to fully appreciate it. And so if anybody out yeah. there has not watched that Heat game and did not get to see Kennedy Chandler, Go see it. You're going to be, one, the whole game, super fun. They beat the freaking Miami Heat with the B, C, and D lineups in. But Kenny Chandler showed real, real promise. And I think Vince Williams, too. I think Vince Williams, was, for what? Exactly what I was it. about We're to say. We're on the same play. Yeah, you get it. He, he obviously didn't knock down a shot. But to be honest, him being able to knock down shots is the last thing I'm worried about him being able to do if he – is in an NBA and if he's in a Grizzlies uniform, right? Because we've seen what he can do. He's doing it with the hustle already. Defensively, he did not miss a step, not a step. And that's when he came in, I said, he like best case scenario, he becomes the Grizzlies version of a Cam Johnson who is three and D super long wing that can knock down a shot every once in a while. He's going to be athletic and do something different, but that's it. He's just running up and down, defending, knocking down shots. If Vince Williams can defend like that with the length that he has and he can hit those shots, he has a real place in the league. I was super encouraged by the defense. Well, I just haven't watched a lot of them. And so not that I just kind of, not that I've written him off, but he is the one rook of our five that I don't know as much about. And, right. I, and, and, you know, I, when he came on the court the other night, I was like, holy crap. Like, it's just – it's like you said, the defense was like a guy who wasn't the fifth rook that I forget about. You know, he played defense like a guy who could have gone drafted, like, much higher than he did. That was – he was I – mean, he was locking down the starters for the Heat, you know. Like, he wasn't locking down a C-squad. He He's locking down NBA players. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the biggest thing is he and, listen, credit to the Grizzlies organization because they do this time and time again. Nobody missed a beat coming in and playing at an NBA speed, which 20-something games into a rookie season, especially for two guys who get no minutes with the actual mm-hmm. or in their actual rotation, it's impressive, man, to not skip a beat yeah. and just come in and really a true next-man-up mentality and be able to actually execute it. Right, not just to know it, but to actually execute it, super impressive. Which brings me to the not skipping a beat part and being able to really fit in. My guy, he freaking I what did I tweet out? Get Roddy bodied OKC with that hammer at the end. My guy, David Roddy, is showing everybody exactly what I saw. Daniel's like, I just don't see it. I don't see. It. I'm like, all he does is get rebounds, have awesome drives, and throw down hammers on people's heads. Like the dude, but now he's defending. Mm-hmm. And now when he comes into the game, I'm not worried about us getting cooked on the defensive end. 
which is what I was worried about all when he was coming in. And now he's actually knocking down threes. I mean, he's get, shooting close to 40% over his past five or six games. Uh, it's It looks night and day. He already looks like he's taking the Zaire step. He is separating himself from Jake so much. And I, you know, I'm, I, I've been the, I've been the one preaching, like give Jake Laravia more minutes and whatever's wrong with him. He's not playing. And Roddy is just, he's like, cool, I'm taking the minutes. I'm going to do the most with him. And he's getting confident and a confident David Roddy is a dangerous David Roddy. Cause the dude that we've been seeing is a, it can fricking hoop. Like he's dude. It, it's awesome. he, I want him in the rotation. Now I want him to be the, the like 10th guy, the 11th guy. Like he's proven that one, he could play in these lineups, and two, he just he's just got it. Like, I don't I don't know. He's what if Daniel said he didn't have it, he's gotten it for me in the past, you know. The, since Laravia's been gone and he's been able to take all these minutes, you know, he's he really has done the most with it. Well, it's proving basically that I could and maybe should be an NBA scout because from draft <laughs> night before the draft night. All the way through to now, I never lost faith. I said, yeah, he looks rough, man. He's he's definitely got some catching up to do, which was correct. But, man, I was like, he's going to be that big, can play a little bit taller than he is because of his thickness on the defensive end size and his ability to drive has really surprised me. But him being able to knock down shots and fit in has – it's not surprised me really that he's been able to do it. It's been – it shouldn't surprise at this point how quick he's been able to get up to speed. Really encouraging. Obviously, with Jake, it's it's tough because not being able to play, it's just like it's got to kill you, especially as a rookie, right? Especially he started out so well. You know, he clearly looked better than Roddy out to start. Um, that's not to say Roddy wouldn't be outperforming him at this point, anyways, right? There's no telling, but you hate that a dude just can't get any minutes, you know, and can't yeah. get any any playing time and hopefully he gets better soon. You know, we, we'd love to have a true full healthy roster, but got hit on this. Daniel put it in the chat and I'm just yeah. seeing it now of Grizzlies PR Desmond Bain updates gradual. Let's say progressing in his rehabilitation sprain and sesamoid. That's a big science word. We need Andrew for that one. A gradual reloading protocol, a return to play is projected in three to four weeks. If, Ditto responds positively. Three Damn. to four weeks. We are at the seventh. Uh, no, that's if we're at the seventh, 21 days is the 28th. So three weeks from today would be the 28th, which means he will miss the Christmas Day game. So no. that's a huge bummer. That is a massive bummer. So it's looking like we are not going to have Desmond Bain back for the Christmas Day game, which his toes are tricky, man. And it sounds basically like it's turf toe to me from what I've heard. I don't really know what it is, but turf yeah. toe is tough, man. It, and you don't want to mess with it because it's so easy to re-injure. It can really hinder you when you are playing. So definitely don't want to rush him back, but that sucks. That does suck. That sucks. He won't be in there. But listen. He probably won't make the all-star game. He will probably not make the all-star game, which I'm glad I, I wasn't in Tennessee because I would have put money on that. <laughs> so uh, I'm Got glad it. I hadn't been in Tennessee for that part. But, well, um, shoot, put put money on Jaron making the all-star game. You know, we were going to send two. We knew we were no, going to send two. 
No, they got to actually pass in the ball for me to do that. <laughs> Plus, with the way Anthony Davis is playing, no other forwards are going to be talked about uh, at all for the next few weeks because a Lakers playing well. Um, yeah, I hate that. Hate Desmond Bain. Was really thinking he would be back soon. I thought, but I was obviously I wrong on that. And I, hey, I was wrong about Zaire coming back way later. So hey, there's one good thing I was wrong about. But hey, you Desmond take the Bain, good, you take the bad. <laughs> Desmond Bain projected back in three to four weeks. But that's that sucks. But that's that's going to be that. So no no reason to talk about that anymore. Like I said, there's nothing to say until we hear more. But wish him a speedy recovery. Hopefully he comes back on the soon side of those three to four weeks. But back to this game. Um, like I said, I thought it was a ugly game that the Grizzlies didn't care for three quarters. It's impressive that they cared for one quarter and won by 21. But um, I don't think there's a ton of takeaways other than John Morant, freaking nature. Dude is playing out of his mind and doing it in a lot of different ways, not just scoring. Jaron looked awesome. Dylan, I thought, looked good. I want him to not shoot as many shots, but if you're going to shoot 50%, nothing I can complain about. Everybody looked good in their minutes. I don't think there's much to take away from it other than that. I think the biggest takeaways are Ja, Aldama, and Roddy. Jiddy drove toward the basket a little bit more tonight than we're normally used to seeing. He did, and I'm actually good with Jiddy drives as long as they don't end in a floater. I hate when he takes a floater. It's not his thing. I'd rather him take no. a pull-up jumper than go yeah, to the floater. Yeah, um, yeah not much to take away from this game. You have anything else outside of that? It's a lot of encouraging stuff, in my opinion. Yeah, no, me too. I mean, what, this five in a row? Four in a row? That's four in a row. It was the battle of three in a row. So the Grizzlies extend their winning streak. The Thunder gets snapped. And listen, one thing I think that is important to say is the Thunder have been playing really, really good basketball this year. Oh, really, yeah. really good basketball. And even when they lose – they tend to push teams all the way to the edge, right? They really push teams to earn those wins, and Grizzlies beat them by 21 tonight. That's that's awesome. Listen, that's a lot to be happy with, especially when they obviously played for one quarter at full speed. So that's, that's I think that about sums it up. Um, looking ahead, we have the Pistons on Friday. Then the Grizzlies get the rare – two days off and so they play the hawks on monday that's going to be nationally televised on nba tv but let's take a look at the pistons game real quick i don't think there's too much to talk about as a pistons or a team they just saw and just handled pretty well but anything you're looking for in that pistons game i would like to see i mean i i thought tonight was going to be the jared the Jaron masterpiece game. I would like to see that soon. I, I mean, I just, they've, he was waving for the ball a lot. That's, and I just like, I just don't, I don't, I'm not encouraged by that. Like, yeah, I think recognize he's got a, there's part of it. And listen, I was watching this game with my wife who I'm the big basketball fan, but she played college basketball. She actually understands the game on a much higher oh, level yeah. than I do. And she's telling me, during the game, she goes, because I'm losing my mind, right? I'm truly going a yeah. little bit ballistic. And she's saying, he's got to demand that ball more. And I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? He – and it's the way their system works where it's jaw and you play on the perimeter and you look for drives and kickouts. That's their offense. 
But I think she's right in that every once in a while, you just got to get in there and just put your hand up and you're just not leaving, right? And you got to yell for that ball. And listen, they want to give it to them. I know they do. I don't think they're intentionally not giving it to them, but it's a part of their offense that they don't naturally do that they need to learn how to naturally do because it needs to become another, just another arrow in the quiver, so to speak, for them. So we like to see him do that against the Pistons. I got a feeling it's going to be another big jaw game. I think they have nothing to stop John Morant, and it's going to show. I hope we get to see a little bit more of a competitive game with Jaden Ivey, though. I want to see Jaden Ivey show why he got picked with one of those top five picks. Do you think uh, you think Jalen Duran goes off since he's coming coming no. home, coming back to Memphis? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I think fair, fair. I think Jalen Duran is going to be a really good role player in the league, but there's – I mean, he's a freak of nature for sure, but it's one of those things where now he's going up against dudes who are just as freaky athletically as him. Like, Jaron Jackson Jr. is Jalen Duran plus a three-point shot, plus a dribble, plus a lot of lateral movement. That Jalen Duran is super athletic, but – now yeah. you're going to – he's going to be more athletic than a lot of guys. He's not going to be more athletic than Jaron, and I don't think that's ever going to go very right. well for him, and he's not going to be stronger than Steven Adams. So, no, and listen, that's a that's a rough duo to have to come mess with if you're rookie Jalen Duran. So, no, I'd much more expect to see Jay and Ivy do, do something if anybody does. I really enjoyed watching Steven Adams uh, throw Poku on the floor. Dude, uh, that's a, that Poku was- – Poor poker. I don't, I don't get it, man. It's like, it, cause I'm part of it. Part of me is like, man, screw Poku. But I'm like, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Me either. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's because obviously being, being Memphians, we're big fans of Chris Vernon and his show, which means we're big fans of the mismatch, which means we listen to him and Kevin yep. O'Connor talk about Poku yep. a lot. I don't know if it's just that part of me that thinks it's hilarious to see him get pwned because of that. But there's, yep. there's something where I'm just like, yeah, give it to Poku. And I'm like, but he seems like a really nice kid. <laughs> Put his ass on the ground. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what we're, what we're doing, but, um, well, <laughs> the Jalen Duran return home. We'll see. Poku. I just try not to trash Poku because part of me wants to. And the other part is like, you have no reason to, um, he's done nothing, he's done to, nothing us. to us. <laughs> Um, uh, but he obviously pissed off Jaw, so I guess we can be pissed off by proxy. But um, yeah, no, I think yeah. Jalen Dern will get manhandled by Steven in exactly the same way, and he'll get out-athleted by Jaron. So don't expect much. Um, I'm hoping Bogdanovich has a real good insider conversation with some Grizzlies while he's here as rumors about him swirl around. I've been trying to get him for a while. But um, any predictions for that game that stand out for you, anything that you want to put out to – get people to bet on so they lose some money oh yeah you don't want my game <laughs> uh, so uh do whatever whatever seems normal do like extra just because you think you're gonna win yep that's what i do and then i always i lose everything <laughs> yeah, exactly time. get real confident for no apparent reason um yeah, yeah. i would say <laughs> Like, yeah, Dylan will make five threes every yeah. week. I anticipate a big jaw game. That's all I got for the Pistons game. I anticipate a big jaw game. Um, either do points, rebounds, and assists, or just points, but expect him to do a lot of things. Uh, other than that, I got nothing on that game. And then in case you don't hit on it, what about the uh, what about the old Hawks? 
Oh, Dil- oh, Dylan thinks he's going to the All-Star game as a participant. He's going to need a ticket. I don't know why we're having Dylan oh. Slander on a game where he shot 50% from the floor, played really good defense, other than the fact that he didn't pass Jaron the ball. But guess what? Not, no one passed Jaron the ball. So I don't know why we're uh, – I don't know why we're getting mad at him about that. Um, I think we're going to destroy the Hawks. Thank you. That's what I was um, trying to get to. I completely lost yeah, my train you. of thought from that. I got yeah, you. I, got uh, you. <laughs> I think everyone's destroying the Hawks right now, and no, they're doing it internally from Trey. So uh, I would say New York is – is this right? New York just beat him, beat him today by – 20-something, right? Like, yeah, 20-something. They beat him. They beat him pretty good. But I, um, I also just think. And listen, I think this is the biggest takeaway from the season so far. With Jaron Jackson Jr. playing the way he's playing, there's no one you can't beat. No one. No. No one you can't beat there's on a really, given night. No one has anybody they can throw at him, dude. Nobody. Listen, Ja is the engine that makes this show run. Dez is the freaking jet fuel that sets it on fire. But Jaron is just the freaking foundation that just makes everything where, boom, it can go a little left, it can go a little right. It's never going to go off the rails. That is Jaron. And that's what I'm telling you. Jaron, just if he can play to this level, I'm so excited for this team. I'm so excited for this team. There's nothing they can't do. Daniel, here, I'm going to actually throw this up. Daniel said the Grizzlies are winning because of size. Everyone went small, but the Grizz didn't. The Grizz have size, and they sacrifice nothing doing it now. Nothing. That's the biggest thing. And now that's where something like an Aldama comes in. Because let's say they take Steve-O off the floor, right? Which I yep. think the Grizzlies That was a problem have, last series. It was, uh, especially against the Wolves, I thought more so. But Yeah, he, he, was, he, he Grizz, was unplayable against the T-Wolves. Well, and the Grizz have sort of unlocked a way of playing where they figured out how we can keep him on the floor. This is going to be a lot harder defensively on everybody else to do it. But even if they take him on the floor, you throw Aldama in there. You still have the size. You don't have the muscle, but you got the size, and you're able to space the floor still and keep up those smaller lineups. The Grizz size, being able to come in and not sacrifice any perimeter play not as both on both ends. You can shoot and you can defend on both sides of the court, gives them something that is just hard to find, right? And it's something you see like the Celtics. The Celtics are doing that right now, but it's not with real size. It's just with guys who are savvy vets like Horford or people like Grant Williams who are sort of the David Roddy sort of types where it's, okay, I'm a big dude. I'm going to use that to make up for the length I don't have. The Grizz have the length. They have the basketball size and are still able to play that way. It's freaky, dude. It's, it's freaky. If they would just let let him go, just let him go. Let him be the freak athlete that he is. We're gonna be fine. We're already fine, but we could be freakishly fine if they just let him go. Yeah, it's more than freakishly fine. But speaking of being freakishly fine, if you're worried about things going wrong in your life and you want to get some insurance, <laughs> call a guy, slick. <laughs> Zach Jaworski State Farm. Listen, I, I've got it, man. I've got the improv down. Zach Jaworski State Farm, they'll insure Daniel, they'll insure anybody, and they will take care of your auto, home, life, 
renters got some jewelry you need to get covered. I know me and Danny always hit on that because we've got some real expensive jewelry sitting on another hand in the other room. So um, they'll take care of you. It's truly they're, they're, they're good people down there. They take care of the greater Memphis area and they will do a really good job. Tell them that the Grizz 901 crew sent you. Zach Jaworski, State Farm, ZachInsureMemphis.com. But truly, with Jaron, it's it, it's one of those things where now you have all that size between him, Aldama, Steven, they're going to be fine. But looking ahead, I, I don't think there's too much to look at. I know the Grizz are in the third game of one, two, three, four, five game homestand. I came into it thinking if you do three and two, that's, that's a good home trip. They had a tough, couple of tough games in there. They're now at 2-0, and heading into what should be a locked-in W against the Detroit Pistons. Then you take yep. on the Hawks, who we both agree they should win. And then they've got the Bucks, which will be a real test. That'll be a fun game. I expect that to be a high-flying, high-octane game with everybody locked in. Everybody locked in on that. So I think that'll be fun. And I think the Grizz will be favored. I think the Grizz will be and should be favored against uh, what is – why are they considered to be top two, if not uh, number one team across the league? So ought to be fun, but that's about all I got for tonight. Good win. Grizzlies again win 123-102 against the Thunder, despite the fact they shot 16 free throws and SGA shot 19 himself. NBA <laughs> official, get it figured out. This is miserable every night to watch. But other than that, you got anything um, coming out or that you want to hit on over the next few days? Anything I didn't talk about um, looking ahead? No, I'm good. I'm good, brother. <laughs> I've about had it with these officials, man. I tuned in I know, to some you're... random game the other night, man. And it it was like the Hawks and the Sixers, two teams I don't care about. I would love for them both to lose. And it's just terrible. It's terrible night in and night out. It's really it drives me crazy. That's why I love it because because you don't you don't it's you don't just hate our games you hate you hate it across the board and I love it I love that you hate it so much. <laughs> Listen, and I know I'm a generational ref hater. I do not pull punches. I do not pretend that I have not despised refs for a long time. But I also will be honest and say, hey, they didn't lose because of the refs, right? I said against the Timberwolves, I'm like they can be yep. mad all they want. It's not the refs' fault they lost that game, even though the refs were pretty terrible. Um. But, man, when I'm tuning into a Hawks-Sixers game or a Sun-Celtics game or whatever it may be, it was, and there was like a Mavs game. I don't like the Mavs. I hate the Mavs. But I'm like, what are we doing? It's unwatchable at points. It's unwatchable at points. So it's, it's gotten brutal. But anyways, that's not the note we want to end on. We're here. We want to be positive here. That's why I want them to get it figured out so I can just be positive about everything. Not just the Grizzlies, but um, a lot of fun stuff. Team's doing really well. They're playing really, really well, and they are still yet to have their starters play one second together on the court. So a lot of good things ahead, bright future ahead for the Memphis Grizzlies. Looking forward to what they're going to do over this week, and hopefully it'll be four wins that culminate in a fifth win and a really fun high-octane game against the Bucks. But we'll have somebody back on here talking to you again. Thank you to everybody hopping in the chat hanging out with us it is a lot of fun hanging out here with you guys it's a lot of fun seeing a lot of stuff grow we got a huge number of views we were getting close to two something three something last time that i checked on the youtube feed so if you haven't go and like the podcast subscribe to the podcast go and subscribe to the youtube channel grizz 901 and other than that we will see talking to you guys on friday 
Have yourselves a great rest of your week, a very Grismas type of week with the way things have been going. And as always, be nice and tell your friends.